Heavenly Father, once more we come to you, dear Lord Jesus, giving you thanks for another day of life, health, and strength that you've uh, provided for us, dear Lord Jesus. We ask um, continually, dear Lord Jesus, that you be in the midst. And dear Lord Jesus, let me come out of me and let the word of God speak for it as you would desire to be. In yes. Jesus' holy name, say praise and the Redeemer of the Lord said, Amen. Amen. Um, I want to actually, because of something I told God I would do last night, um, just give a testimony. In fact, rarely ever do that. I know a lot of people do a lot of things, and the good thing is, this is not about, well, it's not about me directly. Um, but I had a, uh, and I hope I don't get too emotional over here, but I had a good friend who, um, um, God, I mean, when you want to talk about the, the power of prayer, um, I got a call from his brother. And, and we're, we're, when these people said we were like brothers, I mean, we were like brothers. I mean, we grew up um, probably since the age of 10. Um, and we weren't just neighbors. See, we were in the projects. So when you're a neighbor in the projects, Family. I was in 33 and he was in 34. So, you know, if I got in trouble with his mother, when he would get in trouble, I would get in trouble. So that's right. what happened again. I knew his mom was going to knock on my door and say, Miss Major, you know, and she always, she always mispronounced my name. She said, um, Al was doing it too. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, you knew a butt whipping was coming. Um, but, uh, but last night his brother actually called me and they had found him. Uh, uh, in a, he was suffering from, Lady Mike was suffering from epilepsy. And he was in an epileptic state. Um, he'd already been unconscious for who knows how long and everything else. And he was actually in the ICU. Um, and it's one of those things where, uh, as if my brother, I was talking to his brother, and he said, you, you know, we weren't giving up, but it just wasn't looking good. You know what I'm saying? And so we actually said a word of prayer on the phone. And uh, a part of my prayer was, was, was God just let him in his body, in his physical body now, just show the doctors a sign that he's still here. You know what I'm saying? Because they weren't even seeing a lot of they're still running tests on brain activity, and, you know, because they, you know, they just, just, just didn't know. And um, so I was at my office on the other end of Shenandoah, and I went down to uh, a laundry mat down there, which is about know, 10, 15 minutes, even less than that. And I was telling you, I got a call by the time I was sitting in my car. And any time that we prayed and we did everything else on here, he had moved his knee and he had squeezed his wife's yeah. hand. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he still wasn't really like. I mean, I guess he still wasn't out of the woods. But um, but last night, I got. A, I mean, this morning I got a text that said he had opened his eyes. Um, and after this over here, I got a phone call because I'll be speaking to you. Amen. So we we going from that yes. to that. I do, and the thing about it is, his brother isn't one um, to really confess a lot. You know what I'm saying? But when you talk to him, one of the things he told me is this, he said, well, I'm leaving. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's, it's, uh, uh, it was good. It was very good. And, and, and I remember saying, God, I am going to say this testimony when I think it is for you. I brought back my friend. So, Amen. But we good to go. Thank you, Lord. And I think I appreciate it. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. So, um, like I said, you know, weep for those who weep and rejoice for those who rejoice. So, so we're going to go into it today, and as I said the last time, um, 
going to kind of move in slightly different direction over here. Uh, just for everyone's sake, uh, just to let you know, the pathway and the wife, uh, the first lady, is out at a conference. Um, I think it's a conference of pastors. I mean, it's not like you know, the normal conference thing. They had um, Cheryl that asked T. D. Jakes conference. Yeah, but I think it's pastors. It is. Okay. T. D. Yeah. Jakes. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. No, <laughs> pastors. T. D. Jakes. Conference. Don't start. Don't start. But anyway, um, the one thing um, I always you know work with, um, and I work with a lot of ministries. Um, but the one thing that most of the ministries, when they start growing, like New Generation is growing, is that you got to learn how to operate even in the pastor's absence. You know what I'm saying? But you also need to understand how to operate for church growth, which means it's, it's imperative that we grow as the church grows. You know what I'm saying? We grow in spirit as the, uh, as the, uh, uh, as the church grows in body. Okay, so one of the things I, I, I went and looked at and it's not a long, uh, one could call it a parable, um, but it's not that long over here. Uh, but I wanted to click over here, things, because there's some things that you can just really pull out. You can stay a long time in this on a lot of different areas, um, but we're going to really look at it. So tonight we're going to start um, in John, uh, the Gospel of John, um, chapter 5, we're looking at uh, verses 1 through 14, and it is the healing of at the pool, you know, so depending on your uh, translation, uh, uh, it may be titled, it may not be titled over here. Now, one thing I'll also tell anybody over here is, I, you know, this, this, the, the pastor of this church, he's on his own kind of uh, 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 teaching, you know, my understanding is we, we, we talk about the, the mind, body, and soul. I'm saying so. I don't like to interrupt. I, I don't. If, if I come in and I do something, I'm not interrupting his flow. Um, I may try to pivot off of it, but I'm not interrupting his flow at all. Um, but this is how God works. What we are talking about sometimes uh, is the mind, right? And when it comes down to the truth, we break it down a little bit. So um, I normally would have somebody reading, uh, but you know, we just kind of a few here tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. I'm actually reading out of the King James Version of the Bible. Uh, so we're going to kind of read through it, and then we're going to back up, and then we're going to kind of go line by line to try to expound on what he's talking about, how he's talking, and then what we can do. Everyone good with that? Amen. 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 All right. So it's, it starts with this. Sir. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market of pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folks, of blind, halted, withered, uh, and your version may say lame and paralyzed, uh, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then troubled the water, whosoever then first, and we'll come back to that as well, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. So basically, uh, he was paralyzed for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, 
have no man when the water is full to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step is down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up that bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him, and on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews, the Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then asked them, asked they him, What man is that which said to thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed was not who it was. Basically, he didn't know who Jesus was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in the palace. Afterwards, Jesus findeth them in the temple and saith unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. Now, I kind of subtitled this over here, uh, Rise, because there's some things that we're going to come to, but that's what, it's one thing in this whole uh, passage that is what we really want to talk about a little bit today. So if we go back over here, we talk about, uh, I love to give context. I don't think you should read a scripture uh, without providing the context of what you're talking about. So it was actually a Jewish festival. Jesus is going back to Jerusalem as a good Jew would do, and they're going to the festival, and then uh, he says, after this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem uh, by the sheep uh, market and pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, uh, which had five porches. Sometimes that word Bethesda is translated as the house of you know what I'm saying? And when you look at this over here, um, it's kind of ironic because that's how we all are when we come into the house of God. You know what I'm saying? We are coming for mercy. We are coming for grace. We are coming for healing. We are coming for deliverance on whatever it is, or other issues that we've got. Um, so we're no different than what these people are at this time over here. Um, and it's also curious. Uh, um, no, 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 sorry. He says, in there lay a great multitude of afflicted folk, the lame, the blind, the wilted, and the left. For an angel went down um, at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water, whosoever then was first in the water. So two things come out of that whole subject over here is that you will see that if you take in the context of the church, a lot of people do the exact same thing to church. You know what I'm saying? Now, it says an angel. That means they're actually... There's no confirmation that this ever happened. There's no confirmation that an angel actually did come out and trouble and everything else. It's kind of mystical. You know what I mean? It's not saying that it actually happens and everything else. But it does, it is analogous to a miracle. And a lot of times, people don't come to church to get salvation. They come to church for a miracle. I mean, they're not coming over here to say, hey, this is what I want to do. I'm actually coming for my own salvation. No, I got a problem and I need a miracle. And you can fill in the blank on whatever that is, whatever that subject matter is, uh, or whatever your condition is. You want relief and you want it right now. And that's why you get people who will buy uh, oil cloths from you know, these scammers off the television. You know, they're looking for that quick fix. If I can get it done and I can get it done right now. Regardless of what my conditions are, and I, and I love the scripture in the sense of 
it just says it had a multitude of issues, meaning it was this, that, the other, etc. You know what I mean? And that's what we have sometimes when we come in. We're looking, you know, we're looking for that quick fix. Or we have people that come into the church. I wouldn't say we. You know what I'm saying? And I'll always, and, and I'll see it. If I ever say anything, I'm going to talk to this too. I'm not going to talk about this thing over here. But these are the types of things that you'll see people come in and they really want to do something over here. And then he says in five, and a certain man was there which had an infirmity for 38 years. Now, one thing I love about the word is anytime the scripture does not particularly call out a person, you know how I read that? It's meant for anybody. The man represents anybody. You know what I'm saying? So, one thing that you can always figure out, whatever happens as we move forward with this man, it can happen for me. You know what I'm saying? That man has no word. He's, he's not a character. He's never given a name. We don't know his backstory. But the only thing that we know is whatever he was dealing with, he was dealing with it for a long time. You know what I'm saying? So, if, if you come over here and say he was dealing 38 years. Now, theologians, if you go back and look, will tell you at the time of Christ, the average age of death for a sickness, for a human being, it's only about 40 years. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, life expectancy wasn't that long. So we can easily conclude that he was paralyzed in his entire life. You know what I'm saying? Whatever issue he was dealing with was a lifelong issue. You know what I'm saying? But that's not unlike what we experience in, in our own personal lives. You know, there's a lot of tragedies, a lot of things that happen to us. And we deal with them all our life. You know what I'm saying? And we're still looking for redemption and relief. You know, we were just, you know, it's not comical, but we were just talking about my distaste for uh, uh, squash. You know what I'm saying? And you know why? And, and, I, and I, I, was, I was telling uh, uh, the lady before the service, I'm like, I actually went back and tried squash about two weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? I stopped eating squash about 10 from one bad experience. Squash and I never met again until two weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, we just, you know, and, and, and we didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know what the health benefits of squash were. You know what I'm saying? But I missed out on it for the last 40 plus years. You know what I mean? And, and you know, so it's, it's a simple thing over here, but it's really analogous to a lot of things that we experienced as a child. A lot of things that we experienced 15, 20 years ago. We are still dealing with those things when we come into the church. You know what I'm saying? So we're no different than the, 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 the man by the pool, in a sense of he was just dealing with it for 38 years. He was dealing with it from conceivably birth. But there's a lot of us that deal with that. You know what I'm saying? There's some things that we deal with from childhood, actually from birth, that we still can't get our minds past. You know what I'm saying? Anybody got any examples? Of things that we would have. Yes, Sister Kim. Uh, father abandoning his children. And the hurt that goes along with it. You know what I'm saying? And the lack of it. Anyone else? Yeah, absence. You know what I'm saying? Still know the love, but the absence of having someone that can, can be there for you, to guide you, to nurture you, 
and you see all of these other people experiencing their fathers later on, and never going to happen. You know what I'm saying? How they act. Anyone else? Never had a father either. My mother is my father. Could be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have anything else. And a lot of people deal with that. I mean, you, you know, I deal in my business with guys who, uh, unfortunately, transitioned out of prison. You know what I'm saying? But when you started talking to them, they deal with things, the same similar thing. Father's not dead. But then they went to foster care. And then they deal with trauma and abuse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they're they dealing with things. And now it's manifested into lifelong addictions. Yeah. Addictions of drugs. You know what I'm saying? Addiction of uh, sexual addiction. Um, addictions of, of just anger. You know what I'm saying? Things that they just can't get out of. You know what I'm saying? And 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 again, the man that we're talking about is not unlike all these types of things. You know what I'm saying? And we're sitting over here. And as we mingle and as we grow and we see a lot of people over here, we are the multitude that's coming in. That's coming around to do all those types of things over here. You know what I mean? And it, it also looks like, uh, but I won't, I won't get there just yet. So we know he's been dealing with it for a long time. We know that we deal with the same types of things. Fill in the blank. You know what I'm saying? They gave us some, some types of stuff over here, but just fill in the blank over here. So, you know, uh, so if you go back and look at the scriptures, very interesting thing. When I, when I started looking at this over here, it, looks, it says, he says, um, he knew him not, and he said to him, all of these things over here, and he saw the man, and he looked and identified the man. But here's the thing there was a multitude, which means as Jesus walked, he had to pass a lot of people who had a lot of problems to just identify that one man. You know what I'm saying? Because it was a multitude. I mean, it was it was a gathering place for all the people waiting on that one miracle to finally relieve himself. And now, and, and we know Jesus. Jesus healed the sick, the blind, the lame, and everything else. But he walked past all of these people. Why would you think that he would identify that one man who was there for 38 years? Right? He said, you know, he, 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 the man never said it. He said, Jesus knew. Jesus, knew Jesus found out that he was there for 38 years. So he didn't, he didn't, the man, the man never, the man had yet to speak to Jesus. In this, in, in, by, by this point. By this so, point, he has yet to speak to Jesus. Am so, I reading something wrong that it says here that the man was impotent? Mm. There's a difference. No, 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 no. Don't, don't read it any more than what it is. He still has not yet. He said Jesus learned that he yeah. was there for 38 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he, he wasn't there over here. So I can't I can't say for sure. And I won't say absolutely for sure. But I would say for the context of this of this uh, lesson over here is if you come and tell me you were dealing for something for two years, I would say, okay, that may be a chance. You know what I'm saying? So maybe you just don't know what to do. But Jesus, when Jesus does something, he says it over here. He says, uh, uh, da, 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 and the trouble from the pool. Um, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in the cave, he said unto him, at this point, will not be made whole. Basically, he said, Do you want to get better? You know what I'm saying? Isn't the question, did he have like 38 years? 
See, while we have a lot of issues, yes, for the mic officially, because while everybody else has an issue, that man in his state kept coming back and saying, Jesus was honoring his And a lot of times, we all get happy over our deliverance. I'm saying, but sometimes your endurance is just, we have the same amount of time. I'm saying, we endure a long time. I'm saying, we we endure hurt a long time. Still later, we do a lot of things over here. We still did, you know, I didn't have a father. But I endured. You know what I'm saying? And my father died, but I endured. You know what I'm saying? My father left me, but I endured. You know what I'm saying? I got sick. I may have been some sickness, but I'm still enduring. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes just the basic act of enduring, you know what I'm saying? Is is God looks at that just as much because he's still coming back every day. You know what I'm saying? He's paralyzed. He's coming back every day. And for 38 years. Now, if you were coming and you had your problem, how much endurance did you actually go through for your relief before you just give up? Because a lot of people do that. A lot of people just say, you know something? I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like what they call it in the MMA, I'm going to cap out. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I quit. I'm done. And a lot of times that manifests itself in a lot of different ways. Some people just cap out on life. You know what I'm saying? But remember, he was believing in an angel coming down. So he was still believing that it was there. It was possible. That possibility was still there, and he was doing it for 38 long years. Saying, I know right now, whatever my condition is, it can then be resolved. If I can just get into this pool. You know what I'm saying? Now, that was that was this whole issue, which we'll, we'll get into that uh, a little bit more. But I would, I would, I would argue that he was identified throughout a multitude of people who weren't, I mean, who was in, in similar shape because he was, in, he was the one that was enduring the entire time. You know what I'm saying? And one translation said, you're going to do it because, you know, it's going to, I'm going to, basically Jesus was telling him, and I'm paraphrasing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my glory is going to come from you. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if I only did something to you and you were enduring for two weeks, you know, maybe I don't get the glory. Maybe others don't see that glory. But if I can resolve your issue that you can do it for 38 years, you know what I'm saying? That's it. Because everything the Father does for us is for His glory. You know what I'm saying? You know, if, so you, we, we can't speak of things that we've done ourselves and, and any accomplishment that we've had if it doesn't correlate to His glory. Because through Him, and we, we, we do nothing. We have no strength. We have no power. We don't have anything. It's, it's not through him and for his glory, as we see it over here. So we go on from five, and then we look at it. We say, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had now a long time that came, he asked him, will we be made whole? Another interesting thing over here, the infinite man answered him, sir, I have no man. Interesting thing. Never answered Never answered Jesus' question. You know what he did? He went in and started making excuses. So sometimes 
when you sit down over here, you know, he, he asked him a simple question. The man answers, but instead of answering the question, he just says, excuse me. And a lot of times, even when we are in the state that we're in, in the situation that we're in, when someone says, do you want to get free? We don't answer the simple yes. We give excuse. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to stop being like this? Well, I was born this way. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the way I come up from. That's the thing that I do. You know what I'm saying? They ask the question. That was that was that wasn't that wasn't the question that Jesus asked him. He started making a ton of excuses for him. You know what I'm saying? And he started and he started with this sort of but but again, that's what we do. People say, well, uh, well how come you still uh, in the project? You know what I'm saying? I was talking about my parents, you know, we're in the project. We're not in the project anymore, but you know what I'm saying over here. But you know what? Why? Well, it's like this over here. What's my excuse? Well, because I'm black. What's my excuse? Well, because I'm a woman. What's my excuse? Well, because I was born this way. What's my excuse? Why? Because other things. There's always something else over here besides what you yourself can do. I mean, and that's what the, and that's and that's the dialogue that he went into. That's the first thing he said. And the first thing he said was, "See, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled and puts me into the pool, but when I am coming, another step down over before me." So that's all he's that's, that's all he's saying is, Jesus didn't ask him that. Jesus, that wasn't the question on the table. He asked, "Do you want to get old?" Now, if I was suffering in something for 38 years, and somebody asked me, do you want to get out of this situation? This is this an affirmative yes or no? Yes, yes, no. No, no, we're gonna talk about that. No, 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 but but we, we we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about that because there is a reason why he made that excuse. There really is a reason why he made that excuse. But that is, that is, again, not unlike what we want to do. A lot of people come to church. They come to church for their problems. And when the word of God says, this is how you solve it, they give excuses why they can't follow that word. If, if, if the solution to your financial situation is tithing and offering, and you come up with an excuse, well, I could if I would. Okay, then don't ask for this over here. Just, just don't ask for it. You know what I'm saying? If you don't, if you don't want it, you know you say, you know something. My my, my marriage is is jacked up, but the word of God said then you two got to come to get together. But I can't stand him to be in the same room with him. Okay, then then don't complain about about it. Just don't. True story. True story. I'm working with the the, the team. Don't let me get sidetracked here. Um, I'm working with the team to bring a grocery store to Northwest because um, we we live in a few food deserts all over. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, fast forward, we've already got $10 million, literally $10 million to start doing something that we need to do to get this initiative off of here. So one of the one of one of the uh, commission members with me, you know, I'm not from Roanoke, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not necessarily the oldest to pass stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, long story short, I said, man, this is a great spot. And I got a lot of pushback because, oh, this is a spot that has uh, black-owned businesses, 
and some other stuff, and some yada, 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 all that kind of stuff. I said, okay, fine. If you either want the grocery store or you want to hold on to the cash. And my, and my answer to them was this over here. If you want to cling to the past, even though it may impact your future, do not complain about your present. Because it ain't, it ain't going to do so over here. Some things you must now let go in order to achieve that which you would want. That's right. You got to release it. You got you, you, you to gotta let go of those things. So you can hang on to all of the excuses as to why you can't walk this word, talk this word, live out this word as the word prescribes. But don't, don't complain about your condition. Just don't. It, 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 it's, not, it's not something that you can do over here. So either you either want the solution or you want the excuse. But you can't have both. You can't have both. You, can't, you cannot hang on to the excuse and want the solution at the same time. You can't. And, and, and you, can, you can see exactly where he was over here because he did not answer that question. He was comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And I want to get ahead of myself, but he was comfortable, even though he came every day for 38 years. You know what I mean? His endurance was good. He was identified because of his endurance. You know what I'm saying? But but if I can have some editorial uh, what's called some flexibility over here, I would say Jesus probably selected him. He said, you know something? Because of all y'all coming for this thing over here, if I can convince this man that all y'all so that's the one right there. That's the one that y'all have seen him every day of the time y'all were here, because he's been here the longest. So that means every day you came in here, you saw him too. You know what I'm saying? He was there. He was, he was the first in line. So guess what? If I can convince him about what I'm about to show him, I, all y'all good. All y'all good. You know what I'm saying? And that's, well, I'm definitely getting ahead of myself. But that's what he said. He said, and, and you can see over here, he said, Sir, I have no man to what to be able to do. So if you look at this over here, he's basically saying, No one is going to take care of me. Because I have nobody to take care of me. I have nobody, you know, I, I, I am powerless. And that's how a lot of people feel sometimes. I'm powerless to change my own condition. Why? He said, because if somebody, you got to think about this story. The man's paralyzed. Let's agree. You know what I'm saying? I would say that he's paralyzed. Which, guess what that means? Somebody had to take him there, put him down, and pick him up. So, somebody had to. If he goes to eat, somebody had to pick him up, put him, take him, and put him down. Everything he does, somebody pick him up, Somebody had to put him down. Right. Go to the restroom, pick you up, and I done put you down. And guess who he was depending on to do that? People. And guess why we can't depend on people for God? Because one week, your friends will pick you up. Next week, they'll let you down. They'll pick you up, and they'll let you down. That's all over here. That's all. That's that's 
that's that and, and 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 the word is telling us you need to cling to the one that you can depend on Amen. every time. No, but he, but he said, but, but again now, if I had to pick you up and tote you, remember, it was a race. They said only the first one who made it to the waters was healed. As legend would have. Only the first one would be healed. So, if I got to drag you on my back or whatever to get you there, nine times out of ten, you ain't going to make it. So, if you got to wait for the government to change your condition, you don't ever get out of pocket. If you got to wait for your girlfriend to always be there to pat you on the back to get you past, don't be surprised. You don't ever get out of your situation. You know what I'm saying? Because why? Sometimes people like, no, they like to be your neighbor. If I cure you, we can't gossip on the phone about your bad manners. If I cure you, we can't talk on the phone about your bad job. I need to keep it going. So I ain't really vested in helping you. I'm saying I'm vested in establishing that enabler, not enabler relationship. You know what I mean? And that's what he's saying. What the first thing he said? I have no man. But he's talking to Jesus. Now he didn't know it was Jesus at the time. But he didn't say, when, when he said, uh, uh, do you want to be made whole? He didn't say, well, Jesus take me up and take me to the pool so I can be closer when the water got stirred. He said, I have no man. He literally already said, ah. But think about this over here. That, that, was, that was part of his mindset. So when you look at it over here, we, we can all agree that he was paralyzed. Paralyzed equals stuck. That's where we are a lot. It's not that we don't want to. We know it's the right thing to do. We know we want better. We know we want better for ourselves. We want better for our families. We want better for our spiritual growth. We want better for everything else over here. You know what I'm saying? But we are stuck. And it's not out of not, not wanting to do it. It's that we are sitting here saying, um, we, we can't do it, or we make up excuses as to why we don't want to do this over here. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's what it is. A lot of times I know, uh, and I don't want to, I, I hate talking about trauma. But, you you know, that's what a lot of people who who are in bad things or when bad things happen to them early, they can't get past it. They want to, but they stuck over it. They really want to get past it, but they don't know how to get past it and what they need to be able to do. You know what I'm saying? And, and so his physical state represents sometimes our earthly state. You know what I'm saying? Or our mental state or our, you know, our emotional state. We're stuck. You know what I'm saying? Some people can't, some people can't get past the bad, the last bad relationship they had. They can't get past that. They, and, and which is a real thing, but I say this. Some people can't get past the last church hurt. And so they operate and they do things and they hold back and they don't give, you know, they, they don't, they're not like financial give, but I'm just saying they don't give their all to the next ministry that's coming in. You know what I'm saying? I like the fact that Pastor said, you know, you, you, you take everybody, but remember, when this church grows, 
lot of us got to get unstuck to grow and help it grow. Because there's stuck people coming in. And we can't be like all the people around the pool. But all we do is now gathering among stuck people. Somebody got to get released. You know what I'm saying? So we, we, all of us, got to figure out how do we now also grow and do the exact same thing to get better so that we can help the next person. And there's a reason why. We'll, we'll get to that, hopefully. So if you go down over here and it starts reading uh, um, 8, which is after all that, that's where I'm going to get to. Jesus said unto him, rise, take up that bed, and walk. You know what I'm saying? So, you got to understand the situation over here. He, just a quick recap, he, he's done, he's endured, he's there 38 years. The answer to his prayers are right in front of him, and he gives a bunch of excuses. And Jesus doesn't even answer them. This is how much he does not even care what he says. You know what I'm saying? Because Jesus, you know, look, your situation. Isn't physical. Your situation is mental. You notice, Jesus didn't reach down and help him up when he told him to rise. Nobody around him helped him up when he told him to rise. Jesus said, rise. Now let me give you a trick. If you want to make the devil mad, rise up out of your situation. Get up out of your situation. Yep. You know, you've been holding me down. You know what I'm saying? I'm sick. And I'm tired. I'm tired of being sick. Sick of being tired. But what he said is, you want to make a man? Rise up. I'm, I'm good. I'm wipe, wipe my tears. You know what I'm saying? Rest myself. Get up. Move. Whatever thing over here. Yeah, you know something? Rise up out of that situation. And watch it. And watch how he watch how he scares away from it, and he moves away from it over here. But see, Jesus didn't reach down. You know, sometimes people may preach this over here. They say, you know, something. Jesus reached down and he pulled the man up. And no, it ain't in the scripture. You know, what I'm saying somebody from the, the other people reached down and helped the man up. That ain't in the scripture. You know what's in the scripture? He got up himself. He got up himself. So his situation wasn't physical. He didn't heal his body. He healed his mind. And he got up. And, then, and not only did he tell him to get up, but he said, I need you to get up and take up your bed and walk. Now, why is that significant? Because I'm going to continue to stay in the place in which I'm sad. Could be. Bingo. Bingo. Why? Because other people needed to see your prior condition. If you leave the mat, it looks like you've been walking for 38 years with no problems, and I didn't interfere with this at all. He, what, what Sister Brown said, he said, take up your mat and walk with it. Sometimes when you come out of something, don't leave it behind. Like it ain't never yeah. your problem. Don't walk into church and don't walk into congregation and say, oh, I'm holier than thou. I've been, I've been saved from birth. 
You know what I'm saying? I ain't never did a bad thing in my life. I had, you know what I'm saying? I ain't know who me. I had one man and it was only my husband. You know, I was virtuous to the day that I was born. I no, no. Some things that we go through, it teaches others and helps others to know, you know something? Hey, yeah, I got a little bit of money now, but you know something? I, I filed for bankruptcy five years ago. You know what I'm saying? But for the grace of God, I'm over here. Oh, 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 you know what I'm saying? My children are going to college right now, but you know something? A few months ago, I was getting that little knock head out of, uh, of what they call them places, you know, Corner Springs. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you're a Corner Springs. See, they can beat me too. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Or you, you can say, look, man, I'm, I'm doing well right now. I'm driving a nice car and everything else. You know, but hey, but I was on Valley Metro 10 years ago. And I rode it for eight years. I ain't been driving but for two. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we can't leave certain things behind. And he said, you take, take it and take your mat. Because when you take your mat, you go, they're going to know I'm the one who did this. You ain't always been walking good. You ain't always been living. So you can't live all holier than thou and, and come in and let, you know, you know, you know, myself don't think. I'm, I'm good. I, like I said, I, I, ain't, I ain't never had that. I've been praying like this all my life. I've been tired and giving like this all my life. I've been helping the church out like this all my life. But no, last year you started tired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's it. You just started. You know what I'm saying? But it's but it's but it's something for somebody to learn from. You know what I'm saying? So the map was was symbolic of here's where I came from, and here's who brought me out. And a lot of times that's what that, that's that's for it ain't for you. The map wasn't for him. He didn't need the map anymore. The map was for everybody else who's going who he's going to run into. Because because trust me. If he was there for 38 years, oh, they're going to know. Who's that over here? You can't hide. You always got that same man. That's the man that Jesus brought out. And that's what we should be. That's the man that Jesus brought us out. And that's how we should be. When you come over here, I got to tell people from myself over here, I am ashamed. I tell people, if you ask me the right questions, I won't tell anything. Statue of limitations pass on a lot of stuff. But, you know, I can tell you a lot of stuff that I'm about to tell. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't go around. I mean, I'm saying, you know, go around telling everybody all your ills and things over here. But if you're talking to somebody and, and you want to see, somebody say, well, how did you come about this over here? Let's not pretend we were always like we were. Let's not pretend that Jesus did what Jesus wasn't the one that brought us out. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't did this ourselves. We ain't walking around like we, 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 did, we did this ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Our careers, we did it ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Our lifestyle, we did it ourselves. Our relationship, we did it ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Any good thing comes from on high. Amen. We ourselves did nothing. Exactly. And we should not be ashamed to uh, allow people to know this is what this is this is where Jesus actually brought me from. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I went through it, but this is where he brought me to. Amen. And I should be able to walk through that and, and, and say, I'm okay with that. That's why if somebody asked me about my background. Like, like when we were sitting there talking earlier, I said, yeah, I was born and raised in the project. Not born and raised in the project, but that, you know, we didn't we have too much of nothing. I grew up in the project. That, that don't shame me. Why? Because if somebody, if somebody sees my lifestyle, then they, I'm going to well, how did you get where you got to? Jesus. Amen. Why you drive what you drive? Jesus. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Why did you do what you do? Jesus. Why are you the man that you are right now? Jesus. And trust me, he's still working on it. 
school. I ain't there yet. So, you know what I'm saying? And, and at some point, it'll be someplace over here. And that's and that's what we want you. That's why we're Right, so that's why he says will. So people can see, you know what I'm saying? Not where he was, but where he came to. I mean, and that's and that's and that's what we, we should always you know be able to. And that's what he said. He said, uh, you know. So when he but then he held and he goes in and he said, um, well, the Jews therefore and, and, I, and then church people actually got mad. You know what I'm saying? Because. You see, and immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed, and walked on, and the same day was the Sabbath. Which what do you do in the Sabbath? You're in church, right? And the church said, uh, the Jews therefore said unto him that was that was cured, it is the Sabbath, it is not lawful for thee to carry that bed, that, that, that bed. It didn't say it was unlawful to start walking. It didn't say to, say to walk into the miracle that it was. It just said, no, you can't bring that garbage with you. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't be bringing that with you. You know what I'm saying? And and the man and the man answered, and he said, he said, he that made me whole, the same said unto me, take up that bed and walk. Right. So he's saying, I don't care what your church people say. It was Jesus that told me to tell the testimony. It was Jesus that told me to always uh, uh, deliver my history. It was Jesus that told me, you know what I'm saying? If I'm talking to somebody, be careful to give them my background. But I wasn't always like that. And I don't care about your religiosity. Right. You know what I'm saying? On what I should or shouldn't do. If Jesus delivered you, that's it. That's the expectation. That's what he's going to do. And that's what he's going to say. And, it says, and then, um, uh, and he that was healed uh, was not who it was, for Jesus had forbade himself away from the multitude being in that place. Now here's the thing over here. All those people standing around. All those people got ill. He got up and walked. Now, I'm going to feel a certain type of way. If I'm one of them other mother's I'm thinking like, you know something now. We all waiting for this one little miracle trick to get healed. And he gets up and he walks away. And Jesus didn't leave. They didn't even find it. I, I'm, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm probably in my feelings at this point. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wait a minute. He walked back over here. But the, here's, the, here's the thing about this over here is when you see people, be blessed. Be joyful. Because you know what he says? If you could do it for him, he can do it for you. I shouldn't be hate. I shouldn't be jealous. If anything, if Jesus dipped, I'm trying to find that man with that mat and say, how did you get what you got? Can you, can you hook a brother up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Can you, you know, I don't know what it is over here, but let me find it. Oh, I'm going to find something else over here. You know what I'm saying? But, but a lot of times, instead of us asking, you know what I'm saying? Girl, how did you get past that? You know what I'm saying? We just we just waiting on it over here. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna talk to her. You know, she thinks she's all that and a bag of chips or something. No, you know what I'm saying. But there's some things that we should be asking. How did you get past that? How did you get over that? How did you overcome that? How did you get where you are? How did you know what you're doing over here? We should we should be actively looking and say, oh, okay, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? 
did it for him. He'll do it for me. He'll do it for me. So we, 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 and oh, by the way, I know it's hard. And that's why sometimes it's, not even sometimes, all the time, we should, we should know exactly what we're doing. We should know who did it for us. And we should not be ashamed of how we got to where we got to. And how we did what we did for us. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times after we are through it, you know what I'm saying? We need to figure out and help another person do it to help somebody take the ride. Right? You know, so, you know, uh, and then afterwards, Jesus finds him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, now, and I don't, put this over here. If Jesus was there and you were in the church, I don't, I don't, I, one thing I don't know, I don't know why the scripture said he was made whole. You know what I'm saying? But I think what happened between the, the, the healing and, and the uh, interaction with the church, I think that's when he said he was made whole. Why? Because when he said over here, he said the man, uh, one, one translation said the man was healed. You know what I'm saying? And then Jesus said he was made whole. You know what I mean? But he said, say no more and go and do over here, or a worse thing will happen to you. Which I'm not going to get into that piece over here. But the bottom line is, you know what I'm saying, at the core of what this thing is telling us over here is at some point we must take that initiative to change our own lives through Christ Jesus. You know what I'm saying? We have that power. We don't need people, we need to know the concept of Christ when we're looking to make that transformational change that we would need. And again, Summarize it as this church will grow. This church is going to grow. And those of us who are here now need to grow with it to be able to make room for those who don't know. But do not be ashamed. We were not like this all the time. You know what I'm saying? I can go on the praise team and praise and give. I wasn't like that all the time, sister or brother. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like you. And then you don't want, then it helps that when they come in, you don't be like, oh, they do it. No, that was me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's just me before I rose up yep. and picked up my mat and came on through this, uh, in, in this, uh, 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 this ministry and kept going. Yep. And then people will feel more receptive when they know, they went. this church didn't start with a bunch of perfect people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's got a lot of people who are still growing. A lot of people who went through some of the same things I went through. And they're just a testimony that's possible. That's all, that's all we are. We're just a testimony to the next man or woman that walks through this door. That however our life is. And, 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 and don't get me wrong. A lot of us, myself included, we still dealing with junk. Yes. We still dealing with junk. We need to deal with less junk. But we still dealing with junk. So the next man or woman to walk through over here, understand that same thing. And that's how this church will continue to grow. That's how we will grow and we will help those coming in grow. Amen? Hello, this is Pastor Mike. Thank you for tuning in and I hope and pray that the word of God truly enriches your life. In Jesus' name, amen.